Welcome to Timeless Truth with Pastor Jim Thomas, a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. This week we'll be finishing our study of Ephesians, giving our attention to chapter 6. Our hope is that this study has equipped us with a deeper confidence in God, His Word, His will, and His ways through Jesus. Now, let's continue our study with Pastor Jim. Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotion. We are walking through the book of Ephesians together. We enter chapter 6. I want to look at just four verses today, and uh, they have to do with, again, familial relationships. That's the Apostle Paul opining a little bit on uh, some stuff like children and fathers in particular. Um, You are probably familiar with these verses, most of you, but right on the heels of his instructions for Christian marriage and the relationship between husband and wife, uh, continuing with further instructions for family members, Paul reminds us that all of our familial relationships are tied to our relationship with Christ. Christian marriage, Christian children, Christian parents, being a Christian adult, son or daughter, we relate to one another in Christ, by the power of Christ, for the glory of Christ. Christian holiness includes the idea of living lives that are in submission to God and to God-ordained authorities, whether in the home, with our family, uh, or within the various roles that we might have within the workplace, that sort of thing. Paul teaches that Christians who are in authority must care for those who are in submission to them, and we'll get to that in the next episode. But for now, let me just read uh, Ephesians chapter 4 verses, uh, or Ephesians chapter 6, excuse me, verses 1 through 4. And again, I think you'll, you'll probably remember a couple of these. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And it's actually Uh, the fifth commandment in the Ten Commandments, if you're familiar with the Ten Commandments. And here the Apostle Paul does one of those kind of things which I you don't really notice unless you uh, think about it for just a second. This is kind of like a pastor that calls all the children up front at church at a church service and has a a pastor's uh, sort of a children's moment with the kids, if you will. So he addresses children, the Apostle Paul does here in the letter to the Ephesians. And he says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And then he says that he tells us what the promise is, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. I love that. That's great. You want it to be well with you? You want it to, you want to live long on the earth? Yeah. And fathers, he says in verse four, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Well, there's so much here, and I could probably hear some of your questions already. Um, uh, I have to freely admit, I'm I'm not a parent. I Kim and I don't have any kids, but I've been a child, and still in some ways am. And uh, I have some some things I can learn myself here about how I should be in relationship with my mom, who's still alive, and uh, thankfully. And uh, even though I lost my father when I was one, there's much here for me. Uh, and there's much here for you as well. Children who are Christians are really given 
two bits of instruction here from the Apostle Paul. One, obey your parents. Two, honor your father and your mother. Now, we have to define, and it's true, we do, what does it mean, what does he mean by this term, children? Um, is it is it the young ones, the little toddlers? Is it up to age 18? Uh, is it just those who live within the household under the sort of safety and provision of the parents? What, what well, listen, that's not clearly articulated here. We don't really, we aren't really given that. So, so often I think when we're looking for rules to follow, the scripture gives us nice general guidelines. It's more like a compass when what we are kind of wishing we'd had is a, a map with a, you know, turn left at this street, turn right at that street, that sort of thing. No, the Lord just keeps saying, I want you to keep heading north. I just want you to keep heading north in that direction. And the direction is to honor your parents, honor your mother and your father. And if you are children, if you happen to be people who are, uh, I would see that anyway, as, as people who are still quite dependent on their parents for perhaps living uh, with them or, or living under their roof in, the, in their house, that sort of thing. In our day and age, it's true that the authority of parents over their children is being challenged. Um, not just by most children's sort of grasping for independence, but by a culture that it's aggressively dismissive of most of God's original creation designs for people and for marriage and for the family relationships. And this has the unfortunate effect of appealing to the naive and to the rebellious and to the foolish, encouraging all kinds of self-centered uh, and entitlement thinking and behavior, and all the while separating and fracturing families. Please know, I'm not trying to be an alarmist here, uh, but there are times when alarms need to be rung or sounded, however that would be said. What was unthinkable just a few years ago is now boldly celebrated. Um, there are even forces at work in our day and time that would, uh, and, and some of this under the guise of children's rights, that would seek to make it illegal for parents to bring up their children with any kind of traditional beliefs as regards what is true, what is good, uh, what is right, what is, what is beautiful, um, uh, what's wholesome especially if the values of those parents are rooted in some kind of a faith tradition. That's not, I'm not just talking about Christianity. I know that um, the, the, the Christian groups tend to get marginalized quite quickly, but it's rare that you would ever hear uh, uh, many of the cultural forces uh, decrying, for instance, uh, uh, those from a, a, a Jewish background or those from a Muslim background, even though uh, Jews, Muslims, and Christians share quite a bit uh, of the same values when it comes to the importance of family relationships. Some they don't, but some they do. Johnny Erickson Tata has been credited with this quote, and I think it's, uh, I think it's a profound one. I think it, it's sobering. She said, and gradually, though, no one remembers exactly how it happened. The unthinkable becomes tolerable, and then acceptable, and then legal, and then applaudable. And uh, it's so true. I don't know uh, if you've noticed it in our culture. I don't know if you have seen things celebrated that wouldn't have been celebrated uh, just a few years ago or not. Uh, but I think it's time for us to at least 
turn on the light and and perhaps flash a few signal you know uh, warning lights if you will how does that kind of decay happen well i think sometimes it's because we're sometimes people just get exhausted i mean especially parents i think they get exhausted with having to keep up because it's just difficult to um, uh, make ends meet um, and sometimes it's because the the ends they want to meet are are maybe too high and they're putting a, a certain level of uh, lifestyle uh, choices above uh, time they might be able to spend with their kids. I don't know. I don't know how that would work in each and every home, but I think it's something that we have to ask questions about. Um, I think it's easy for us to get to the end of a day and just be exhausted and hand a screen or a device to a, a, a kid and and think that it's pretty harmless because after all, it's an app that was designed for kids and or that's a TV show or a movie that was designed for kids. And surely it's harmless when in reality, no, somebody really clever has put something together that is meant to undermine uh, the value system that you say you believe in. Um, I like the way Andy Crouch, who has a book called The TechWise Family, says it. I've come to the conclusion that the more you entertain children, the more bored they will get. I think he's right there. I, I, I think the more we sort of flood them with entertainment uh, options as opposed to actual interpersonal relational uh, interaction, I think it might be true that they get bored faster and faster and they need more and more stimuli. And uh, maybe you've seen that in your kids too. Well, obedience to parents <clears throat> shouldn't be merely mechanical. I don't think that's what Paul is calling for here. Uh, because he talks about honor. And honor takes a step up uh, and even deepens the meaning to include aspects of respect, esteem, showing dignity, even admiration to our parents. Um, I grew up, like I say, without a father, but I do remember times uh, when honoring wouldn't be the word that would describe my behavior or my disposition of my heart toward my mom. And when my mom later remarried, um, again, I struggled uh, with what it meant to honor um, someone else, especially someone who was an authority over me as I became a teenager and that sort of thing. Um, the Apostle Paul says, children, obey your parents. And then he says three words, in the Lord. And so as he is addressing the children, he's reminding them that they're in the Lord. And again, as we said earlier, all of our familial relationships are wrapped up and governed by our relationship with Christ. So it's in the Lord that we are to obey our parents if we are children. And if we are no longer children, we're perhaps adults, we still have parents, we still have a mother or a father if they're alive, we're to honor them. What does that look like? Well, again, he doesn't just you know unfold a list of rules to follow. Um, he actually gives us the general guideline of finding a way to honor our parents, res show them some respect, and it might be that you have to actually use those words. Mom, I honor you. Dad, I want to honor you. And if they're asking you to do something um, that you know is against God's will, I think that would be the only exception. If they're asking you to do something that's against God's will or asking you to not do something that you know is the will of the Lord, that would be the only exception to where you would draw a line and say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. 
Uh, I'm, I, I have to obey God rather than uh, humanity, men or, or women, whatever, whoever their authority might be. Children honoring their parents is right, as uh, the Apostle Paul points out here. It's part of God's original creation design. And uh, as he says here, it's among the Ten Commandments. It's number five, as I said earlier. And it comes with that beautiful promise. And some of you out there might be thinking, but you don't know my parents. And uh, from a biblical, uh, you, might, you might be right, but from a biblical perspective, all I can say is that if you begin to show some respect and some honor, even to parents that you find contentious, even to parents that um, you may not see things eye to eye in every way, and I know that can happen with politics and it can happen with social issues and all that kind of thing all the time, but be the kind of Christian adult that can actually talk with people who think differently than you do and do it with respect. Show them respect and love and honor, especially your parents. Um, generally speaking, willful disobedience and disregard for our parents, I think, leads to uh, uh, the rejection of other symbols of authority in our world as well. And it becomes a way of life, doesn't it? Uh, we contribute to the symptoms of a morally bankrupt and disintegrating society. Besides, so often what ends up happening, especially if, if the, the thing we rebel against, the, the, the rule or the norm or whatever we rebel against, uh, if it's actually a good one, uh, we find ourselves just breaking ourselves against that good rule. Uh, you know, so often I've, I've heard many preachers say this before, we don't just break God's laws, we break ourselves against God's laws. Reminds me when I was when I was growing up, John Cougar Mellencamp used to sing a song. I fought authority, and authority always wins. And uh, it was it was kind of kind of humorous, uh, but at the same time kind of honest. Verse four uh, gives instructions for fathers. Uh, he says there, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And I, I don't want to miss an opportunity to just say a word or two there. I. You may or may not know, I grew up without a father. I, he, he passed away when I was one. Uh, stepfather entered the picture uh, when I was a teenager. Made it quite difficult for me in a lot of ways. Um, and, and why is the Apostle Paul uh, addressing fathers but not mothers here? Um, perhaps it's true, as some of the commentators will say, that uh, uh, men or fathers were the disciplinarian uh, in in the traditional first century home. And I, I can see that that might indeed be a, an argument you could make. I also think though that Paul probably knew something that we all know about how selfless and giving moms can be. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably the men, the fathers who need to hear this. Do not provoke your children. Uh, be fair, fathers, with your children. Be fair with them in your exercise of authority and raising them. Um, and he even goes further in saying, um, don't provoke them. Um, I think sometimes when you as a father feel that your authority has been questioned, your pride sometimes might lead you to want to strike back. And instead, love your children. Don't provoke them to anger. Don't provoke them to frustration. Uh, but love them. And he says here, bring them up in the discipline and instruction. There are three more words of the Lord. 
And that means taking time to talk with them, taking time to unfold for them the wisdom of God, the ways of God, the will of God, all of which you will find in the word of God. And parents, whether you're father or mother, let me just encourage you to be spending time with your children in God's word. Get a children's Bible if your children are young and read through it with them. Your kids love to spend time with you. Read to them from the children's Bible. If your kids are a little bit older, again, spend some time around God's word. Uh, Find a great daily devotional that you can use that's geared for teenagers or geared for uh, kids uh, of similar age to your your kids. But bring them up in the fear and admonition, the discipline and admonition of the Lord. That would be with tenderness. That would be with love. That would be seeking to nurture their faith and their love for the Jesus who loves them so much. Uh, even when they blow it, even when they've been rebellious. Uh, the, I love that that picture of the, the prodigal son's father watching from the windows, looking off into the distance, just hoping to see that little dust ball that, that shows that his kid is on his way home, walking down the dusty street. And that father who runs out to greet his prodigal son, puts a robe, a ring, and sandals on him, and, and throws a big party for him and says, welcome home. And that's the way you ought to be. Those of you that have children with your kids, whenever they they blow it or make a mistake uh, or, or just are openly rebellious, find a way to be gracious to them like the prodigal uh, son's father was. And there were actually two Two sons, they were both prodigal in one way. The older one didn't want to come in and celebrate because grace was flowing and he just didn't want to have any part of it. Don't be a religious curmudgeon like that. Be uh, eager to see the flow of grace at work in your home. I think that's important. Parents, nothing is better for your children than you spending time with them, even if it seems like they don't want to. Mm. Get creative. Do stuff without screens and devices. Take them outside. Help them see the wonder in this world that God has made. Take them to the zoo. Take them to the park and walk outside. Take, go out and, and play Frisbee with them if you can. Your time and attention, your love and affirmation, and don't miss this, your guidance and instruction and discipline in the word will make all the difference. It's essential. It's important. And that's why the Apostle Paul wrote about it in Ephesians chapter 6. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for all the families uh, that might be in any way listening, any member, whether they're children, whether they're fathers, whether they're mothers, grandparents as well. Lord, pray for all of us in our familial relationships, that we would see them as um, under the providence the watchful providence, the loving providence, yes, even the instructive providence, the wisdom of God. We pray for that in each and every one of our lives, in each and every one of our relationships within our families. Lord, build strong families among your people, we pray. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's study. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with friends and family. You can stay connected by signing up for our newsletter or follow us on social media. At the Village Chapel, we believe God's Word is unique in its source, timeless in its truth, broad in its reach, and transforming in its power. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com.